Hi everybody, and welcome to part two of our full album review for Company Flow's Fun Crusher Plus, which means there is so much plus fun when we crush every song of this album. And by crush, I mean talk about it as we do our track-by-track -track album review for Company Flow's Fun Crusher Plus. Google, are you happy? We said it a lot and sounded awkward. Uh, my <laughs> name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And yeah, we're super excited. This is, this yep. is part Part two, well, I'm really excited. Bonnie might not be as much. <laughs> as you'll learn if you watch part I'm one. I'm mediocrely excited. And, and uh, while part one, as of recording this, is not officially released, it was uploaded in the, into the back end for the little patron folk who can watch it a little bit early. Yep. And we got a favorite comment on that video because it's been a while since we had a favorite comment here. <laughs> so this is from Ismail Gadamsey. One of my favorite album covers. Uh, and I get it, because it's a dope-ass album cover. Of course, cover. of course. Very cool. You like uh, quirky things. It, well, it's a great album cover. It's I so know. detailed. It's, but it's, 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 it's memorable. It's what he likes. I like it. But it's also memorable, and it's artful, and mm -hmm. it fits the project. And anyway, yeah. I'll have to say, if you want to hear us talk it's about it. It's got good colors. I like the coloring. With great greater detail, part one. In the meantime, there's still 10 whole songs, of which maybe a couple are a little smaller yeah. than a full song. And that shit is definitive. It's the very first time I've heard this project. I've had a certain line stuck in my head. Just not, like it just keeps popping in all day long. Just here and there. I can suck a cookie out of pussy, no question. I just really like that. Um, I guess cookie is also a euphemism for pussy. I don't know. Because it's I really, sweet. I don't really know exactly what cookie is in this context, but I just kind of picture him eating some pussy and being somewhat like boss about it. And I kind of find that stand out in a world of rappers Refreshing. who never want to use their tongue as a deadly weapon to get what they want out of somebody because you can do that for a while. And usually people are more appreciative than other things is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's a tip for you guys. Um, this is back to production from LP as Big Jess mm -hmm. had done this song where he told me to fuck off because I didn't really know graffiti art history. <laughs> um, but why don't you go through your part where you tell us how this song is awesome. <laughs> um, so this one is interesting because it's, uh, it sounds like... Um, like what's that song? Like what's that? Uh, it's like that that video game about like the end of the world with like the the alarms and all that, and they're all like cartoons from like the fifties and whatever. Fallout. Yeah, that one. That's what the, that sound sounds like. <laughs> okay. So if you know what that sounds like, that's what it sounds like. Um, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't it? I sort of. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've heard you playing it. That's what it sounds to like. To me, when I hear Fallout, I picture fifties music. Mm, okay, yeah. But that's because the in-game music is that. But I could also, like, close my eyes and picture playing Fallout to this. Mm, see? It's perfect. Um, and it's just about them uh, being great and destroying other rappers. Um, you know, not too much, like, of a variety here so far. But, like, it's consistent. Um, I mean, there's some interesting lines on this one. Um... 
but I mean, it's just about like New York and um, just kind of like things that he knows and like what I don't know. That's it. I don't really have too much else to say. Um, I give this a four on five. Just for the context for folk, Bonnie basically went through the whole first part of the first part going, well, I don't know that I feel it. So Bonnie's not feeling it. Yeah. Don't worry, y'all. I got I, you. And I love LP. I just, it's not his best. Not yet. But he was I, a young kid. You got to understand that this is fire and Bonnie's just saying stuff. I know. I, I'm just, the odd man. It's okay. You're not, odd woman. Sorry. Anyway, Bonnie likes run the jewels too. Sure do. That that's what we can say. Yeah. By comparison, this is a little bit grimier and grittier and Maybe. like down Maybe and nasty. Maybe that's what it is. So like run the jewels too has a condom on and it's all safe. This is some cream pie bareback shit. Okay. I sure. You know, it's just yeah. more it's more rugged. Um, anyway, I feel like this just kind of follows through on how he's like the shit because pretty much with some very few exceptions. Every song on this album, from what I can tell, is them dropping hella hard bars with real interesting dynamic flows. Like, sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower, but usually even, like, within the like the, the context of the same, like, verse, it, like, it'll pick up, it'll slow down, it'll, like, be alive, and it just feels so tight and so well put together. But it also kind of feels like they could have just, like, off the dome the entire album, like, the entire thing could have been a freestyle. Okay. I don't know if that's the case, but it feels like it could be. And I think that, that truly makes it extra fresh. Plus, the production's, like really engaging really headbanging really like just sucks you in i mean i don't know but i am left with a question that like it's the kind of thing that's really hard to google because it happened in 97 so people didn't necessarily have those blogs up yet but what on what did he censor like it seems like these guys are willing to say anything so there's only one word i can think of that they would feel obliged to censor or maybe they said a name or something but he goes at one point and that's half baked you never get a buck when you act l dash p is serving we smash and i'm like i mean maybe it's the word i mean what what could what was censored here i'm so like i i've been puzzling over that for a minute because i'm like literally a little bit later on he goes be a bootleg, uh, building up a fat nest egg. I say, fuck you, it's easy. Say it again, fuck you. Which I love, by the way. Just the aggressiveness, like the blunt brazenness of it all. Yep. The attitude is, I don't even give a fuck, yet that has a censored word. So it really just, I mean, I'm not implying anything. Maybe they just did it for, like, to get the attention of it. I don't know. I'm just wondering if anyone knows what it is. I mean, I'm certain if I dig enough on Google, I'll find it, but... I didn't. Anyway, I just love the way he flows through with the line still. This one just feels like I'm getting punched in the face the entire way through, but like in a good way. Like ease back before I make position to squeeze the head burner cooking and mantle thought. My grab my phallus. Please a pump kinetics with unintentional malice. Want a battle, one of us is ending up in God's palace. So right away, he's coming in hard. He's ready to squeeze, he's ready to pop off great bars, deliver what he's got to do. And if you want to battle, you're going to die. That's basically what he's claiming here. But it's mm-hmm. just it's just the elegance and the, the attitude, right? Because even if LP can't throw a punch in his life, you it doesn't matter. Because when you listen to this, you just picture him. I feel like he's short. Maybe he's like one of those like little boxers. And I feel like he's knocking up people three feet taller than him. That's what I feel like when I listen well, to this. Well, he's very like 
big in like, yeah. like when he like, you know like when he walks in like into like a room like you know he's he fills the room sort of if you know what i mean like he has like that confidence that like oozes off of him and stuff like that fair enough um and i agree and i think he's just like he just comes off powerful but he also just this like it's just clever shit like that much it's official to make it to a missile biocomputer virus with flesh-eating potential that's just dope because it kind of plays up on advanced military weaponry you know bio shit would have been kind of on the i think that was more of a hot topic 20 years ago than it is today although crazily enough we should be more scared of bioweapons today than back then because you can get crispr kits and do genetic shits real quick at home if you were biologist sure um Anyway, and then he goes, and so I just like how creative it is. And then he's like, I'm convinced future MCs are sending robots back in time. And then he just gets all like kind of spastic there. So it's like he had this calmer, steady flow. And then over here, like we're like, what, a few bars later? And he's already flipped it up into something more crazy. That's what I was describing a little bit earlier on. But he goes, future MCs are sending robots back in time as we speak to kill my mother before I'm born. Be warned. Now, that's cool because that's a Terminator reference. That's basically, I think, the plot of Terminator 2. It might be 1. I think it's 2, though. Okay. Where he goes back in time to kill Sarah Connor to stop John Connor from being... I think it's John Connor. I might be wrong. It's been a really long time since I've watched Terminator. Still, that's the plot of one of the Terminator movies. And he's implying that he's so fucking powerful that the robots of the futures, as implying the clone MCs, the corporate fucks, are desperate enough to convent time travel to go back in time and kill his mother so he can't be born because he's such a threat All to right. the rap industry. That's cool. That's why it's a dope bar. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you. If you don't know the plot of Terminator, that might have <laughs> just not seemed cool. But I think at this point in time, everybody that was at least male had, had seen Terminator. Mm. And then a lot of people like Arnie, you know? Anyway... I just thought like, it's just it's just that kind of creativeness and again like I don't know how much I want to go through it bar by bar by bar the entire way through because it, okay. it yeah. might just take forever and Bonnie will kill me but <laughs> there's just still so many great ones that have to be brought up because I'm a bit of a geek right so eliminate yep. pretense turn rocks to sand you're rocking low budget Doctor Who special effects and that's half baked you never get a buck when you act so what's cool about that is because I've seen the 1960s old low school old budget Doctor Who special effects and they're really corny and awful because that's what they are so it's just fun what they did. because what I like about it is how he's drawing from so many different inspirations like you know that both LP and Big Just on this project are coming through with a level of intellect where like I don't know if they watched a bunch of documentaries read a bunch of books exactly what it is but they are knowledgeable peoples um, hmm. anyway and then the fact is <clears throat> it's half baked because the credits are crap which is cool just like it's not fully cooked it's not great enough and then that you never get a buck when you act so when you're up there doing your shit at the end of the day when the labels is all said and done you're not even getting paid for being the performer that you are like it's just when you deconstruct the lines man I mean bar for bar it's dope like <laughs> I mean I got my dick in the mouth all day that's got a vibe I feel it but I don't feel like LP punched me in the face on the Jewels 2 to the same degree that he punched me on the face on this project. I mean, because, mm. let's be real. Maybe I just don't want to be punched in the face. As you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more calm. 
So a little 24-year-old testosterone-driven mom. I don't know how old he was. Like, around that age. Fucking blasting through. Just picture him liquored up every day. Fucking busting freestyles. Just being an LMC. Gosh, it's fun. And I like the fact that they sample KRS-One with the live and direct, which is cool. Because it's going back to, like, proper older school. Give a homage to... He does that, I mean, like, a few times, like, on the album. And I, I know, I appreciate that. I think it's just... It, it inspires me that that's like the right way to pay respect as opposed to people who might go out of their way to not do it to never to pretend that they invent everything which isn't how creativity works fun fact on a tangent if you read a bunch of like books and shit that look at creativity from like a more scientific perspective you can boil creative creativity down to combining other people's ideas and like building on them yeah but that means that there's no, almost no such thing as you came up with something. All you did was combine people's ideas in a new order, and that's new enough. I guess. Pretty much. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but like even this podcast format, I stole it from Rock Critic and Muse. They were doing long ass album reviews, and I was listening to them at work, and I was like, well, <laughs> you know, like this. There we granted, go. I did something different with it by combining elements of other sources and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as an idea that you weren't inspired by. So the yeah, fact fair. that they're giving recognition to inspirations in their music is mad fresh to me. I don't know. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, I rock prisons in different downtowns, tainted blood donor, busted melodies, surround sound. I don't know. I mean, can't really break it down too well, but the way he just flows it together, puts this imagery in your mind. Like I hear I rock prisms. I don't know why, but I have like pictures of colors and glass and light flowing around. So it's almost like a crazy show like in my prism. mind. He's a left wing extremist hip hop militia. Bitches suck the penis comp- competition. Call me Mr. I don't know, man. Just the bluntness with it. Like my political ideology. I respect it. I respect that shit a lot. A young me was a left-wing extremist. Now I'm more of a left-center old man. Hip-hop militia, I'm old man. But I respect it. Like, I kind of almost, like, I feel like listening to this gets me in touch with that anger and passion to go fucking fight some shit like I'm supposed to, which is something people in their 30s don't like doing a lot. Um, And then just following it up, like, yeah, women suck the cock. Men give me the respect. And I yeah. like that. It's just this confidence that he drops through it. Um, overall, this track is really freaking great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's still a whole third verse. Yep, it and, just keeps on going, folks. But, it, but it's dope because it's <laughs> like, because uh, we had a couple yeah. big dress, big just solo ones. And I might be wrong, but I think this is the first like LP full length solo, no big just track. There's the one where it had Jade Treads or whoever that yeah. was featured. But just LP for three full verses? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. It's a pretty like lengthy track, but if you're feeling the bars, it's dope. Like my style is war and peace. Your shit is just the cliff notes. That's amazing line to me, right? Because I read not war and peace, but peace, but crime and punishment last year, and that is a very. The guy has paragraphs, paragraphs, folks. That was two and a half pages long, as in you started reading here. I had to go like past the whole page flip to get to the end of the next paragraph. Usually you read to like a paragraph, take a little break, see or whatever. I was just, so his verses 
are like lengthy, non-stop bars for days, like Tuskrovsky yeah. or however you say his name. Dostoevsky. That guy. Versus, especially in an era now where it seems like, like I really like Old Town Road. I really, really <laughs> do. But there are maybe 16 bars in total that Lil Nas X came up with that's not a hook in that track. And they're really like riding on a tractor, lean all in my bladder. Like you're like, it's just like, it's the cliff notes compared to the war and peace. True. So I, and again, I love shitty pop music and I love screaming out the can't nobody tell me nothing line. Cause I feel like a <laughs> petulant child there. But yeah, I, I just, there's a part of me that wishes people in like a more pop sphere would really dig this level of like linguistic fuckery right like that's just my my thing like walk in erection feeding out female affection like that's just a clever way you know to describe what other rappers will be like i throw bandos at the hoe mm. okay but you know walk in erection feeding for female affection is just fresher it's just it arrives it flows it's just everything about the way it comes through i don't know Overall, this track is just another wonderful one. I'm just looking if there's anything else. Oh, I like when he goes, try to keep my lyrics short and fat like Joe Pesci. Because you really feel it. <laughs> it's that like punchy feel to yeah. them. And the witty little one-liners. But and again, I guess because I might forget to say it. And I did say it in part one. But like the way he construes the one-liners moves the narrative. And if, as I've come to see, that's my favorite kind of top-tier poetry bar driven rhyming like if you're gonna do the one-liner thing and you can move the narrative along and at the end of the day i'm sitting there re-listening new lines is popping out at me every time it's freaking amazing i get this track a 4.5 okay you might go why not a five because there are better versions on this album like there's a few of them i think are fives and this one is a little bit less good to me compared to the ones that i thought were fives well that sounds pretty definitive and what did you give it? Um, a four on five. Ooh, Bonnie liked this one, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, how do you say the next one? Lencorism. Lencorism. Sism. All right, you guys ready for another 20 straight minutes talking about a, a no. track? Nope. No, it's like 30 second little instrumental break. Excellent yep. scratching, excellent composition, super well put together. It's like a pilot cleanser. And I like that about it. Um, I don't have a lot more to say. Uh, what do you think about it? Yeah, basically the same. Um, it's an instrumental. Um, it's fine. Whatever. Um, it's, there's some scratching. It's short. Um, I gave it a 3.8 on 5. I couldn't figure out what lensercism actually means. So, internet, if you know with your slang knowledge that's greater than mine, feel free. But anytime I Googled it, it would direct me to this song and empty lyric pages because it just says instrumental everywhere. Um, I gave it a 4.25 just because I like it, but I feel like I'm, I, I don't know. I'm okay with the bars for days. And artistically, I appreciate the benefit of a palate cleanser like this, but... Well, it was just kind of short. Why don't we just change the channel to like 89.9 detrimental? Um, so this one is like a little freestyle on the reel. Apparently, it's a radio freestyle. Um, and it borrowed the beat from the next track. And then it was just like he kind of called in and did that. This is what Genius is telling me. And we all know Genius can be wrong. 
so if it's wrong you guys can let me know yeah um but it's just this this quick fucking flow and it actually makes sense because there is a line in this freestyle that gets like used in a later track and it really stood out to me because mm-hmm. i really liked the line um it's the uh gingivitis one i'm just looking for it uh shit um either way motherfucking trip anyway i'll find the, the line in a second when we go through it but that lyric basically gets reused later on and it made me wonder about like how people write or in general like do you just freestyle and come up with like great lines and put them in like just the individual bars the one-liners the puns and you collect those and then stream them together and then over time it's like because you love these puns and these bars so much you just keep using them again and again because they're so fucking tight they can be put into multiple different things and you try them out and stuff and like because i mean at that point as a house do you end up with that point where you because he uses the same bar twice and it's not to me a bad thing because it sounds fresh both times and it's almost like a little hook that calls you back to another part of the album in like a good way but usually people do that shit in more of a intro one line like a deliberate like pay attention and this is just more like lp was rapping and that line made sense okay yeah anyway uh what did you think about this one um this one was just like kind of bleh to me like i don't know i didn't really like this one so much um this was more about him being the best and like destroying other rappers Which, i mean more of the yo, same like lp's crushing shit but it just sounded like him like yelling at me um so maybe i just wasn't a fan of it the beat was fine um i gave this a 3.9 out of 5 i'm I'm like really into it because again the bars are fire just like from the jump for all intents and purposes a ramrod I'm like that's a cool like word ramrod like I'm not a thousand percent sure if I've ever used it myself but you can just picture like ramming a raw like fucking ferocity like just the language invoke shit in a way and then resonate pussy rapper get the long donkey cock because you did picture sex with Ramrod, and then he pulls it in that basically his donkey ass dick is smacking down <laughs> other little weak ass rappers. I don't like with his rap skill. I keep telethon MCs clinging to Jerry's person. Come on, man. Jerry Lewis's fucking telethon when he would run all day, and he's kind of anyway. That's another good line. Motherfucking Tourette syndrome MC can't freestyle without rehearsing. Jerry Lewis's telethon was to do research for Tourette syndrome, if I'm not mistaken. I could oh, be wrong. Okay. So, like, it's connected. Like, they're not just bullshit lines. That's why they're fucking dope. But, like, maybe, like, that's why, for me, like, it doesn't, like, with, with like stand up to, like, the, you know, the test of time. Because, like, you know, maybe in, like, that 1996 was... would you have had to know that? Or, I don't know. I mean, my mom loved it. So, we watched it every year until it stopped happening. Okay. <laughs> my mom loved the Jerry Lewis telethon so it's like a part of me growing up so I know what the bar is but it's at the same time like I mean yeah you might not catch every little line but if you looked up Jerry's telethon it would have figured it you know googled it which yeah it does put a little bit of effort into digging into what the lyrics mean I understand that not everybody wants to do that but it's like 
this to me is poetry analysis. It's the same shit that you do in college mm-hmm. when you sit there and like there's something there is that always loves a wall and whatever fucking poem you're doing. I think that was Robert Frost. I may have butchered it. That's like one of the only poems I can ever remember. <laughs> um, but I never did this like in, in, in class. I, was, I always hated poetry analysis because it is a bit like mental effort until we started getting, even if you watch the beginning of this channel, like this isn't something that came naturally even to me like it took so long of learning and reading and understanding english better and then hearing just people in the comments explaining why bars are dope and understanding the you gotta like double entendres but again for me it's about respecting the language use like who the fuck writes like this yeah like if this was just a literary essay that you had to break down in school it's fire you know like this is better they have the shit they made me read like catcher in the ride does some cool shit to capture angst (laughs) this shit captures rage in the same kind of way to me and like fucking fire bravado like maybe it maybe because you're not a man you don't feel that desire to puff your chest up and fucking smash out sometimes to the same i mean to my i mean sometimes i get angry so next time you want to <laughs> smash some shit, throw on LP's virus over here and see if he doesn't fucking feel like you want to punch with him or something. Like, okay. I don't know what it is, Maybe. but like, to me, it just feels like, I'll be honest, this just feels like fueled testosterone slamming through on every fucking Maybe line. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But, um, and then the idea of Tourette syndrome MCs can't freestyle without rehearsing, meaning that if they try to freestyle as a rapper... They're going to start, like, stuttering, like, when I fuck up and my mind blanks on this podcast here and there. <laughs> but, like, the fact is they're not able to, off the dome, come in and drop some shit and bust out a freestyle the way LP just did this whole verse. Fucking fresh. Just fucking spit it, you know? Yeah. So I like that. I like that a lot. <clears throat> and then rappers got on colored contacts, but they better real eyes. Tell me that's not like amazing, right? Yeah. It's because colored contacts changes your things, but not but instead of real eyes, as in take off your contacts, show us real, but you better realize the respect because contact co flow shit equals L big just distortion. I shout out the group. Try to murk off on our pile, but got choked up on my fucking portion, keeping the rhyming over, but people tried to come at them, got taken down. You had to scream, got my name up in your mouth like cock or gingivitis when every rhyme becomes the official new blueprint for wannabe writers that's the one that gets repeated that ginger virus shit but it's fucking mm-hmm. fire like people are just trying to get all up on his shit he's like whatever y'all are just disgusting but just cock sucking people you're awful like fucking disease and then everybody's trying to cop flows and stuff and then he just he keeps it going on through it's fucking great i i just felt like it serves really well as an intro to the next track and I liked it a lot. So I give it a 4.5. And I think if it had just been attached and flowed through, it would be cool. But there is a sound quality difference. It does feel like, whereas the other ones, it could be a freestyle. You knew this was a freestyle the first time you heard it. Well, I, I did. You might not have known. Okay. Yeah. So what did you give this 4.5 awesome track? <laughs> I gave this one a, the, this is a 3.9. I gave it. You know what? You're just hitting some vital nerves with your bad grades. Sure am. And then it's like, 
this track kicks in the beat like it's almost like the beat drops like in an edm song or something kicks yep. in full effect cleans up soon you'll see and i flow, as i flow fluently to frequently another mc will drop out the face of this earth and then i'm like oh shit it's gonna be yet another song a hot day to shit full of bars murking other rappers yep bonnie's like oh yeah love it <laughs> um I like that. I like the way I just the way that he fucking bounces on that intro because mm-hmm. it has this gritty griminess and it flows into this smooth, almost like I want to say pop, but like bouncier. It is definitely bouncy, but I and think that's a good word to like describe it. I've been it. the nastiest one since birth, and then New York is number one in the house. It just fucking <laughs> shouts it out. Like it just feels so hip hop to me. It just feels so fucking proper, and then. LP's back and LP does three of the four verses. We do get a, a friend on this. Yeah. It is BMS and I'm not sure who BMS is, but the verse is Buddy uh, Slim. Fair. Um I still don't know who that is. <clears throat> um and I just know that it's pretty fucking tight and it fits really well on this song. Mm-hmm. But what do you think before I talk? Um I like speaking of Buddy Slim, um I really liked him. Um I, I think he does a really good job. Um I like his kind of like style and like his sound. It works well with this one. Um I like the chorus on this one. The beat is more fun, like you know, maybe because you did say it's more poppy. Um like maybe like that's why I like it, but um you know, it's still like it's quirky while still being like relatively simple in sound. Like it's not like it didn't it doesn't sound like it took like too much work to get that like sound like but like it's cool that they used it i guess you know what i mean um and it's basically them like performing on this one um and i feel like this one is nice and i don't hate it so yay um <laughs> i like some of the lyrics i like that there was like some political um things that they threw in and um i liked I don't know. I like this one. Um, I gave this a 4.4 on 5. There you go. It's like my highest grade. Fair enough. <laughs> I think this song's fire. I mean, straight off the jump, 5 on 5. This song's like flawless to me. It is like this to me is like a high end of it. I, I don't mean any disrespect to the other tracks. This is just preferences and stuff. <laughs> but I'll do the simple straight. Straight Carter than Hoffa, Elder Maladjusta, MC, Fun Crusher. Right off the jump, I don't know. I like it a lot. Uh, strikes harder than Hoffa. I believe that's the the hitman for the mob Hoffa, who I've watched, if I'm not mistaken, him or his son uh, talking to people in podcast as the old mob men proceed to make a shit ton of money snitching. I'm... Yo, just Google it, man. Bad, bad. So what bad. happens when a bunch of 50-year-olds who get her to jail get on Facebook? It's just like your parents. <laughs> it's it's literally just like your parents. When your parents start, like, everybody's parents had their little first Facebook beef. Ten years after the rest of us were way past Facebook beefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these guys are like mob bosses making money, talking shit about each other on podcasts and stuff. It's just... Ridiculous. I mean, I think it's funny. Anyway, if y'all want me to talk about this, I guess we can uh, make another video uh, talking about that kind of shit another time. Mm-hmm. Still... I, and I can see how, if you don't know who Hoffa is, the line goes over your head. But he killed like fifty people for the mob heavy hitter, right? Yeah. So he's he's basically a hitman. Well, I feel like bars. he's like a, a name that people know. I could see how a bunch of kids don't know. 
because he's like like True. long time ago like he was connected to a dude who was getting arrested a bunch when we were young um teflon don dude i think mm, i don't think I know who that is if i'm off on my mob history uh i'm okay with being wrong um, either way, massive. Aside from my condition, automatic. Gold Star Connect thoughts got jostled at your position. And that's cool because Gold Star is like that old GPS service, I think, like pr- prior to Google Maps. And you would use Gold. Okay. And then that can uh, get, uh, connect the thoughts to your position, etc. So oh, like, okay, like a GPS. And again, it's like line by line by line. It's just so well written. It's just so interesting to me. Um, I like when he's just like Doc Jekyll when I burn your paragraph down to a haiku. That's just a fucking cool line. Like he snaps into his evil mode and you came up with your bars and he strips it down to what is it, 13 syllables? Yep. That's fucking, no, maybe it's more syllables. Five, five, seven. <laughs> That's 17 syllables. Okay. Um, so titsy roll motherfuck back to your seat because I don't like you. That's just hilarious. It just kind of makes you even seem weaker because he's calling you candy that looks like shit. You know, like it's just fucking great. I got a hundred beats on I said a new joint. And that's fair, because he actually does make beats. Even if you don't like his rhymes, he can just fucking drop an instrumental and it marks you as a rapper. Then he goes, karaoke MCs need not receive Jesus the whole point. And I'm like, hold up, man. Karaoke got me to fucking just for laughs in Montreal. And I respect karaoke. But to be fair, I can also do a little freestyles if I have to. Standing outside the bar doing my thing. I could also write a song. So I get what he's trying to say. People who are just fucking fake as fuck, copying styles, whatever. But I am all for karaoke as an art form. And motherfuckers. And it's fun. And it's just fun to spit like shit. But like, I don't know. You guys can let me know what you think about that. I know what he's saying with karaoke MCs. I took it way more literally than what he was implying with yeah. his excellent metaphor, may I add. Um, be out within the crowd, get open like herpes simplex sores. And I'm like, no shit, right? It's calling you fake enough that you're going to get exposed like when herpes shows up and you can't hide it. Wah, wah. I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. And then I like the hook, man. Soon you'll see it's outflow. It's just, it's just fucking great. I think we already did that and then mm-hmm. it makes it a little longer. LP does the second verse. Stay fresh in Ziploc money plot hatcher like it's just lines like yeah. that how the fuck you gonna bring a go-kart to the grand prix he he i'm like did he just he 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 did and he made it sound fucking hard as fuck and, and grand prix montreal that's right but like also just the comparing your weak bars or the go-karts to my grand prix yeah and it's just creative because like how often do you hear somebody throw it in maybe that one line doesn't work fine laughter enter irreconcilable disaster i'm gonna protect mine like a japanese fighting sticks master and you're just like again like check it he makes it rhyme and he's throwing bars at you that are just fucking out there rappers be like oh chillax bro i sunk your battleship it's fucking hard everybody knows what that is we saw those commercials those mean kids bullying each other over the battleships game and then when you're trying to win and you're so close and your freaking ships just get sunk because they cheated it's always because they cheated i don't i don't think i ever played with anybody that ever cheated you just i was just making that shit up and trying to be a little funny no i'm not I'm very like grade funny. two we were all about battleship we played like we a to, lot of it no we, we played in class before yeah um but you're right, BMS comes in with some, like, political stuff, which I guess breaks it up a bit and gives something else. So not a man and governor get paid collecting off raids. All the cash was made from a brother, New York Undercover. And that's a cool line because it comments on the system where 
all the money gets pilfered out from the hood people get arrested people get harassed and then what, what do you think happens to all the confiscated drug money guns and all that shit like what happens to it all it gets sold it gets destroyed no but like <laughs> let's say they take like a hundred thousand dollars in drug money once it's all no longer evidence what do they do with that hundred thousand dollars and then was it maybe they give it to like, like and then i don't maybe, know what, what's uh, the equivalent in in the states like of like the bank of canada i doubt that shit <laughs> they uh, give it to like you know I, I really don't know how it works but i also imagine in the middle somebody makes five grand here and somebody makes a little bit there and dollars disappear mm -hmm. and for sure anyway i like that uh anyway o overall his verse is fine i don't know if there's anything else because i don't feel like he was dropping the bars that were quite as potent as lps but i feel like he kind of gave us a break in the way that little instrumental gave us a break so that we got more lp and it was super dope but that's not mm -hmm. to take away from what he brings to the track it's still really great lines yeah. um I just don't have a lot to say about them so I'm, I'm gonna go over to lps next first where i'm gonna have more to say um i'm getting fresh from my free form all hauled heart rocks down when i'm turning veterans to greenhorns it's like i don't know man i just kind of i'm in a mood where i want to hear about how lps better than my favorite rapper improving it that's pretty fucking fun for me okay beat it make like a beeline be lax which kind of sounds like wax, the way he says it, be wax, be lax, you know, uh, or you'll be outed, spit words that's really cold, pinching lymph nodes, because when you have a cold, your lymph nodes get swollen up. Yep. Anyway, it's real good. I really liked it. It's a five on five. Oh, one more, just one more, because fucking, you'll fuck rappers that freak a fable. I like alliterations. Phony <laughs> will make them fall out. Frequency's painful. Run them as sonar co-flows to call out your, <sighs> you'll fuck rappers that freak a fable. So people who make up stories, phony, will make them Fallout. Fallout's a great video game, but no, that didn't exist back then. Or maybe Fallout 1 did. Anyway, uh, phony will force you to Fallout because if you're fake as fuck with your fables, and you're going to not essentially be able to hold the tenure you need. Mm -hmm. Frequency's painful, run them as sonar. So it's almost like all your fake shit's going to be advertised. And then we, as Confident Flow, we're the ones that are making it shine on you with our great flow and everything. Then the little outro at the end. And, oh my gosh, write a rhyme in Braille, send a fucking battle to your email. It's like fucking great. It's just like, oh, you're basically low-key tech. I'm dropping in what at the time was very new and fancy. Now, I suppose, yeah. Now it'd be like, you writing emails and I'm sending snaps. Nobody sends snap. snaps anymore. No, there's a they whole send, market. Like, TikToks or whatever. So <laughs> there are lots of ladies who have premium Snapchats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. They, now they all have premium, premium Instagram or whatever. It's not the same as premium. Because anyway, and then there's lots of rappers and musician types that still use Snapchat. I see lots of people posting about Snapchat. Maybe okay. I should be on Snapchat. Maybe behind that suit, Snapchat, if you guys use Snapchat and you want to watch us snap. I feel like we should know. be like on Insta Story and not Snapchat. We should do both. Nobody's on Snapchat. Anyway, I gave it a five. You gave it a highest mark on the album. 4.4, 4, I think, yeah. Which is still pretty high, so I respect that. Mm -hmm. And this time, you're not a tragedy of war in three parts. Excellent. So this the one where in the middle, it just like flips up, which I guess is part two is like the interlude. So part one would be like Big Justice verse. Then there's like a transitionary phase. The beat kind of drops out into a completely different but nice, still fitting in the trackway. And now P does the second verse. Um, Bonnie, how how did this song, 
how, how palatable was this song to your delicate sensibilities? Um, well, you know, they're, they're talking about, um, you know, issues uh, regarding war and um, how, you know, they're not necessarily fans of war and how it just kills, like, innocent people and, um, which is interesting, I guess. Um, and, like, the, the lyrics definitely show that uh, LP is an educated guy, like, just based off of, like, the references and the things that he uses um, in his lyrics. Um, so I think that that's kind of cool. I, I like somebody that's, you know, like, he, he sounds like he, you know, was watching the news. He was, you know, read a few books. He took a, a few classes or whatever. So um, I think I like this one. It's, it's not bad. Um, I gave this one a 4.25 on 5. I don't know. I like her a lot. I think Big Jess also sounds very educated yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him to too. Yeah, away. yeah. And I guess in light of current news stories that are going to probably still be relevant when this episode comes out, because yeah. I imagine it will have more news by then. Um, I guess war is a fun topic to, to go on about. Yeah. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of war. I don't under. I I believe that a lot of the war that exists is related to uh, two things one the the military industrial complex so if you'll notice when trump fired a missile and it happened to uh, attack a certain dude in a certain country i just don't want to go too specific and get this video clipped on that front we could talk about all the drug sex and violence we want but if we talk about political stuff like that too directly you know yep um but like the next day, all of the major U.S. military producing people, like the companies, went up like 38% stock value. So hmm. billions of dollars were just invented of money for these motherfuckers because, you know, it's truth. War is real good for business as long as we all live after. <laughs> I mean, it's not good for the people who die or the countries that lose or the parts of the world we don't see, but it's really good for a lot of one percenters <laughs> i guess yeah um is it? Hmm. anyway the other side of the war because there is look i don't want to talk too much about trump as a canadian who doesn't feel that my opinion should count for very much and all of my canadian friends with opinions who also couldn't tell you shit all about trudeau are fucking morons in my opinion yeah for where they're putting their attention but something can be said to the fact that trump seemed to be fighting the military industrial complex so they went to impeach him whether or not you believe in whatever this isn't about trump's policies it's just some theory and then what do you do when you get impeached in america you drop bombs that's what clinton taught us <laughs> um i'm just saying it this is just classic shit man it doesn't matter if you're republican or democrat all of them are pretty terrible for this shit not one of them is better than the other in my eyes honestly every president okay, that's yeah. existed since i've been alive has done some shit like this or another i maybe not reagan i don't know what reagan did or no bush was a guy when i was alive so yeah that's what happened okay okay back to the song um i don't know maybe people care about these tangents i assume people <laughs> care something somebody we, cares we went our sub count would drop if nobody cared true um but it stink like dead rappers check it that's a great line because it's already been a whole album of the murdered rappers they have killed through their lyrics but he's just relating the main subject um and saying whatever we're about to talk about is smelly like a decomposing corpse mm. uh the rebirth cyber warfare biological delve into my water world overcoming the obstacle 
so alluding to war, but also alluding to the more modern versions of war, which is where it gets trippy and why this whole modern situation yeah. is, is a little eerie. In your body frame, we're aiming for the jugular. Kids take my styles like DEA to drug smugglers. That's fair. People jack his lines, and I dislike it because the DEA is attracted to drug smugglers. That's true. I thought it was super fun. Uh, just the echoes of the past, the lyrical shaman, you rotten fat hoochies trying to glimpse the summit. In the wintertime, you might be killing stormtroopers, cluing your crew to exactly who done it. And then it just kind of feels a little bit in the same vein as what we've been talking about, but yep. still kind of feels more battleistic, more war themed in his bars of talking about how he's the illest rapper and other people are coming at him almost like being an MC is like being in battle. A uh, big just mind invention, the king battle of epic proportions, lyrical intrigue to master a contortion, optimized computerization virus, paradoxal acoustic sound bombing, my complexity weaves fourth dimensional in your mind. I'm like, yeah, my fourth dimensional mind's open and ready to go. And just to me, a lot of it just sounds really freaking cool. And I feel like he did a whole great verse, dropped it, pretty powerful. And then uh, we move into LP's verse. The middle part's fine, some scratching and cutting. Uh, there's a couple words. Never before have you been able to witness so much cruelty live and in color in the privacy of your own home. And I guess it just kind of transitions into a heavier tone. When I walk, stomp out messages, MCs in the holiday, hollow chocolate mics appear festive, forbidding, got a stomach full of pop rops and thumbtacks ingested, deaded, similar to a Cold War Asians is locked and cost effective. Um, so it just, again, kind of feels like he's putting himself forth as the MC, but almost in a top-level way, commenting on war. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah. That's what makes this track interesting is they don't, like, they kind of have this, like, way where they're able to both basically fuck up MCs and talk about topics at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, considering most people don't necessarily do that. Um, I like it when he goes, uh, shit, alternative fuel combat conglomerates. That's fascinating because it's commenting on like the fossil fuel situation and things like that way back in like 96 because the oil fuels war and whatnot. Yep. I'm on it like shit is in a bag via col colostomy. And I'm like, that's exactly what happens. You get a bag and the poop goes in. Yep. And it's just fun. Hostile macho <laughs> stuck trying to get his buck an apostrophe, which is fun because he's like an aggressive male trying to get some commas up in his salary. And just the way he boarded it is way better than I'm a young G trying to get rich. Nah, he, yeah, he put up a lot more effort in, but he basically said the same thing. I'm not dead. I'm not a dead pilot, a crop duster, head of a reservoir bound, drop the payload cargo packed by the Dow Jones, get your hold up in a marble chest and Rebels leak you're in your basic components of a mechanized style modular. And you can see how it's like a systematic construction of how in that case, it just feels like war is good for stocks and this is what's going to happen. And that's kind of literally what is going on in 2019 today or 2020. We're 2020 now. Mm -hmm. Um, I also liked a little bit later on when he's like, we all felt the pain and rage from migraine straconic jaundice, stepped into the country bar flip and strictly a bonics, fell upon a mash unit wounded, I practically froze and felt stony vision, I suppose. And so you just picture like wounded soldiers and shit going on. But it also feels like it can relate into the core theme of this album as they fuck up the industry and it's like the aftermath as they look at all these dead bodies. But it's also commenting on the state of war because I think around this time was when they were bombing Iraq for Kuwait. Okay. Do you remember that? I remember my dad making me like watch the news because mm -hmm. he was telling me 
this is. I mean, I feel like yeah, but I mean, it's hard for me to pinpoint. Like I was like what nine. My dad would make me like sit there and go, "I'm telling you, if a bomb blows up this news van, you're gonna want to see it happen live." So (laughs) he would watch it, so that if the bomb would blow up whatever news van he was watching and whatever camera feed, he could be like, "I saw it happen live." I shit you not. Anyway, uh, I give this track a 5 on 5 again because it's pretty incredible. It's just well-versed. The overall beat's just next level. It's very fun for me. All right. Well, not fun in the way that you would, you know, joy and happy and lollipops, but fun and dope bars and great lyrics. Okay. Well, that's the fire in which you burn for this album and the passionate love you have for the dance lyrics. Yeah. The fire in which you burn. Yep. See, Bonnie. My flow is over your head, mm. and I enjoy an aerial view because when I spit my bars, this is, I'm just saying for the song's sake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but in general, my conceptual philosophy has a flow and a congruency that's so freaking dope that it flies over your head, and I enjoy the aerial view I see. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That was me clapping for me. Uh-huh. Um, how do you feel about this track? Um, I mean, this one's pretty interesting. Um, it, it starts off with like some like serious like like heavy like scratching and like mixing or whatever. Um, and we have featured on this one Breeze Bruin and Jay Treads uh, again. Um, and Bruin is on the first verse, and I, I like his flow. Um, I thought it was good. Um, and then there's like this like sitar that's featured which is um in my opinion i'm gonna say that it's relatively uncommon in rap music um so far i guess i mean you know once uh hip-hop takes off in uh you know india maybe it'll be used more um so there's like a lot there's a lot Can going on i'm sure that, that there is hip-hop is taking off in i'm india. sure there, i was, I was uh, as soon as i said it i was like i'm sure there's um some dope ass fucking indian music one of my dreams is to have one of my Indian friends bring me to India so I can ghostwrite yeah. and make a fuck ton of money. Because if you a white guy over there and you can, and I, or you know what, not just a white guy. If you're just not Indian and you're going into that <laughs> music scene with the knowledge of American hip hop, there's probably a lot of money to be made behind the mm, scenes. That's interesting. If you can find a connect that speaks the right language and it's got your back. Okay. Anyway, good. Um, <laughs> random uh, segue there. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot going on sonically on this one, um, and it makes for, like, this sort of, like, loud, uh, hyped song that's, like, very, like, direct and sort of, like, an attack on your brain, almost. Um, and, like, how sick they are, uh, sort of, they they all are, is, like, how, is, is sort of, like, the theme, like, how great they are and everything, um, and, like, while still sounding... Like that sort of alien feel that um, you know is still carrying through, you know, based off of the cover and everything else. That sort of weird, eerie alien vibe sort of thing, um, and just sort of feeling like foreign, like maybe more like that in terms of alien on this one. Um, and I think that there's uh, some, you know, serious like animosity towards like the music industry on this one um, overall. And I think because they have like such a unique flow and sound that isn't maybe like allowed like air quotes um in like the mainstream like music because it's just too bizarre and like you know oh people can't handle this kind of thing so i think like i'm always there like with people 
you know, who are like being put down by like the man, you know, being, you know, I like, I like, I'm supportive of them for that. Um, that they're, you know, still like fighting and we're like, you know, we still make kick ass music whether or not you're going to play us on the radio kind of feeling. So um, it's definitely, it's wild, this one. Um, and like LP is, is always powerful when he speaks, um, you know, clearly a little bit slower um, on this one. So like I was able to like, you know, get it um, a little bit more. So I give this one a 4.4 on 5. Um, at first I found it a little jarring because yeah, the, the thing that really fucks with me a bit is how the drum pattern feels like delayed mm-hmm. in a way where it still feels like it's following a 4x4 four four timing but it took me a second to find the pocket in a way where it made me really like respect them because this would be like a braver beat where I could see how at like a first listen and this comes on there are going to be a bunch of people I know personally who would be like yo I can't do this beat it's too hard like I'm yep. like that's cool because they came in and they did this too hard beat but when you're like listening to them they're like right in it they're right on time it's like coming in and everybody's it's just perfect but like it made me wonder if like they lay it down barebacks and build around them or if they were just able to fucking rip it on this beat you know like yeah because i know there's a whole bunch of ways songs can get created um either way uh this features a couple of friends we have breeze brewing at the beginning and he's aight he comes through uh Fucking with a person like myself, you learn sphere. Laverne's gear shows your record. So unless the host butt naked, use a loser, decrepit. I should have kept it to your lonesome. But you like, look, everyone, I'm a silly microphone crumb. You and I'm like, I like that. He's kind of again in the same general point as you as you said. Yep. Pointing out the mainstream folk who put themselves out there on display and are now dealing with the consequences of that as they point out how they're a bunch of jokes, essentially. Um, you want attention, bleed, a flying ascension vocally, first team on university while your squad is benching locally. I, it's the same vein and shit, but I'm like, I like it. This is clever. This is freaking great. I'm, I'm, it's dope. Um, he's going to eat out your shorty with the crew. And I appreciate that. Again, there's kind of lingus going on. Yep. Like these guys respect women enough to appreciate them as much as they want to be appreciated. Uh, and she'd be late for head. She wanna tape in dreads and thought of you a little stinger. My shit'll bring epitome. You're bitterly jealous. I just feel like the way he ran it, like epitome. You're bitterly. Like that's that's cool. The way he keeps it running through. Mm-hmm. And the jealous kind of tying it out to the fact that he just enjoyed oral sex with your lady friend. Ta-da. Um, and then just the idea the way it ends the verse of lauren hill phone sexing i'm like that's a funny line because i i don't picture her doing that i picture not her, to a white guy well i just picture her <laughs> like shaming you for phone sexing more than anything else i guess but i mean i think also too she probably wouldn't sleep with a white guy um that's fair i wasn't trying to sleep with her we're talking about phone sexing we're listening oh. to it so we could just be like passive pervs voyeurs you can be Then uh, Jay Treads is back. Sounds dope as as is the norm. Relentless poetic rhyme never cease infinity. Forever smoking the mic lyric contact. I be open naturally high. No need to pass the duchy. I'm living circle circle dot dot. Nobody can touch me. I kind of like the way he uh, flowed that. So you get the sense of like poetry 
flowing through is his bars he's smoking the mic but then it correlates that so he's killing you know killing it but correlates it to the weed thing which brings into the circle and then back to the point where it all ties in that he's so fucking good he's, he's just that dope i do think some people could touch him but that's in general it's dope bars in my post on the most high exalted my blower when i wrapped it strictly i can't believe he just said that shit i would agree for lp lp i would agree for i'm not sold on j treads he's almost there you know granted whatever it's in the bars i'm taking it too far but he did say my flows over your head i enjoy the aerial view focusing from the bird's eye my scenario of dominance defeating weaklings were bum rushing like dirty communists so like in that case bum rushing it's always been one of those words where i feel like i know like what it means like but it just feels like you're about to fuck a man in the ass <laughs> okay that's what i picture every time a man says he's bum rushing other people i know i don't care if i'm wrong i'm saying that's a no homo for as if i've ever heard one in my life maybe it, it ties to like patois or creole or something like that and i don't know that culture so fuck me but i'm okay with that it doesn't make it sound less what it sounds like to me there's a lot of rap bars that come off like that when you look at them yeah, 20 true. years later yeah um anyway my words speak for themselves so feel me because on the mic i got more presence than attendance and a class of schizophrenics i'm like ooh, that's crazy because there'd be a lot more personalities adding on the presence for yeah. every one person coming through i'm like clever anyway and then uh you get the uh, little chorus thing you're like okay it's fine and then lp comes through and he does have like a slower more aggressive shit to it yeah. um and then but at the same time he does get his spastic shit like when he's like unstoppable objects hit immovable balls in space blade you know the rogue cherub got his own twisted agenda catch that walking on slot lines he witnessed me grow way beyond corporate control letting me cake Ooh, did he just drop a mary antoinette bar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the middle of the shit commenting on the vapid nature of the one percent and their treatment of other people yep. while he's fucking shit up yep <sighs> <laughs> um, slipped because uh, I introduced myself as a mistake slipped through the quills with a serrated barb stab sharp in the gut now we can all become lord of the flies so it's almost like he presented himself rich and fancy as a second said oh fuck that nah let's get rid of it all and go down to the base bones fuck it all situation of lord of the flies it's very fascinating it's very like dope to me like and you know how it's gonna be the rest of LP's verse is gonna come in and, and smack you in the face like that bathe within my excrement bitch parody that's a, a great line like bathe in my shit you fucking parody like it's just awesome it's just awesome anyway um i don't i don't have a lot more to say on his verse they're all just great lines then big just comes through it's the same kind of thing um i'm not certain I'll, oh if you want it i got it he says it in that way and i wondered who's the first dude to drop that if you want it i got it because when i hear if you want it i got it i picture dmx when he goes dmx if you want it i gotta come and get it you with it all you gotta do is send it baby they know what it is even if you don't know what it is even okay it makes me think of ariana grande do we not do dmx's <laughs> third album um what's my name i think so that's what's my name yeah, yeah. you should know what that is i know what unacceptable it is um so i heard that but it still sounded dope chemically hemming up the seams so i like that because he's like performing surgery in a sense using 
like advanced technology for like sewing and shit with a poly epoxy type of make sure that be fatal if you sniff it these stupid ones pop the micro dots then lean into the sounds of religion and i like the fact that it's like he's pointing out these people who just get high and vapid and caught up but also alluding to the stardom as much as drugs yep. ah, it's very good anyway i'm okay i'm running out of steam on this one i think it's a great track don't get me wrong sorry if i'm not going as deep Lonnie's still gonna kill me after this <laughs> uh 4.5 on 5 not my notes anyone. my notes are pretty fucking fire it's burning my brain because it burned my brain in the best possible way uh no it's a great track but once you get past like the weird timing it's just really impressive all right well let's uh check out the crazy kings all right this is big Jus's next solo jam um i'm gonna be honest with y'all this might be my least favorite track on the album oh i got 4.35 okay that says something about the album if my least favorite track got a 4.35 on five i feel like you gave one of them a four that was like a skit no either way oh you're right you're right you're right you're right i did give one a four but that one's special and that's not like that one was special it was about <laughs> graffiti art history okay. okay fine so one four and one four point three five and the rest of the album is like next level spoiler alert we haven't got to the other three songs yet but what do you feel about this this track um, this one sounds more jazzy and like something that you'd hear like sort of like in like the background. Like I don't know, it just sound, had like an interesting kind of sound to it. Um, I like some of Big Jazz's lines. Um, my style, the man. My style's the man, like the Ku Klux Klan. Be the be, be from the deep down south. Don't let one of those little MCs get lost on the wrong route. Catch a Mississippi burning fuck that then catch an arson landmines destruction far oh, far rock away to carson so i thought that was kind of interesting and like probably like touching on like like where he's from and like issues that were happening um like for him and like talking about you know the south and the, the kkk and you know mississippi burning which was a you know a great movie no but um, like what's really crazy is he calls himself the best the way that we are definitively sure the Ku Klux Klan is the best at racism. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fucking bold. Yeah. I like it. I mean, so it's pretty interesting. I mean, just like like the way his like lyrics are, I guess. Um, so uh, moving on then, like the chorus is like a, a very different vibe. It's not jazz-like at all. Um, and again like this one kind of sounds a little bit more or not again for the first time um a little bit more for like um a classic rap song like to me like it doesn't necessarily sound like not that it sounds like more mainstream but like there's something about it that feels a little bit more classic-y i there, guess there is something about this track that comes off where it like i don't know i felt like the album had like a real coherency like it felt like everything is the same mm -hmm. up until this point and the the next three songs actually just kind of come off almost different compared to the rest of the project yeah um, yeah almost <laughs> you're like gonna, you're gonna see some higher grades uh, from me over the next songs but yeah it's like it's like the re the first 15 were like company flow and this is like you i'm gonna be a big just my direction and I, I might be wrong but it's what it feels like okay because it has this has like this laid back like more skatery almost vibe like you, you can almost picture an aerosol can related to this beat like 
you almost want to go spray okay. paint a wall while you're listening to this beat. At least yeah. I did. I mean, I don't really spray paint walls because I'm cowardly and I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> no, for real. I get clipped on some charge for something. I can't go to the States and, well, there's not enough people in Canada to sustainably be any kind of entertainment individual. We really need access to the U.S. of A. as people in mm. general. So I'm a little afraid to get clipped on something like graffiti, which I don't think is criminal. But you never, I don't know. I haven't looked Some into places. it. Um, either way, this one, he, he just kind of like blasts through on, this is where I felt like he's really smart. When I heard this track, it was like, damn, like real standout in terms of his lyrical ability. But it was mostly like the vibe and everything and how it fit into this album mixed with it's late in the project. And I was feeling a teensy bit of burnout a little bit every time okay, I would yeah. get to this track. And sometimes that just happens where and it's going to be the same song every time because it's going to be that's the moment where you've hit your like whatever maybe i should have paused it whatever but like i feel like the vibe flows and it's a little like more knowledgeable here like we're not fucking up anything in the same i mean am i i don't know i spang boomerangs and murder air attacks blow busted internet access info at your back fucking fantastic man <laughs> like that's an early internet bar you know back yep. that's pretty cool like you can just picture like the ethernet cord and blasting out information in terms of bars clip cuts you off into advance for your little cause pole position my verbal contact no life support so it's the same vein of things he's really better rapper i don't know maybe it's just the way he raps it isn't slapping me in the face the way lp's been slapping me for a while you may have noticed i've been really into that uh i guess i guess you could say lp makes me masochistic <laughs> oh, all right that's a sound bite somebody one day is gonna like make me look so <laughs> fucking bad on the internet i look forward to that compilation of the dumb shit oh, i say boy. yeah um that'll be fun it'll be great i i say that sincerely <laughs> some of it'll be painful i'm certain yeah. i've said some dumb shit yep um but frequency feedback play, provide ammunition and i like how that's frequency feedback is connected to just everything to do with software in general like a feedback loop would be how you optimize your your flows of things so the fact that he's just keeping it consistent is fucking dope and then he is able to build on that and it's like he listens to people and he cares enough to improve the brain cells panic so two tons of iq and energy starts to fornicate this one i punch through and it just it's just such a cool way to look at it, like a creative process and like how he builds it up within himself ready to lash out um overall though i don't know that a whole lot of lyrics like popped out at me as much as i felt myself just kind of bopping my head for a while it's the classic underground styles that are urban masters the crazy kings three finger cast and sparking ties with that stuck out to me it seemed like a really fucking punchy hook chorus thing and then uh he has a whole second verse and i don't know like it's not bad it's just i don't feel the same degree of passion about the lyrics specifically while acknowledging that it's still really as good as the other tracks like it's not like this is actually bad or worse it just stylistically feels different in like sound so it was I guess I was less motivated to listen as hard. It feels like excuses. Anyway, <laughs> the my energy and oxygen when I picked the combination lock when in 1985 they injected me with rock. Ten years of misdirection, black killing, and back on the block, recuperating from the never-ending bloodshed of the war. Through my, though my pockets remain empty, my soul remains pure. 
and I love the commentary on the hood in the situation with drugs and how a decade later, even though he's not rich, he has the integrity to be pure. And I feel like I respect Big Just so much, and I wish I was praising this song more than I am. Hmm. Anyway, it's really powerful. Um, I strike a match for you $2 MCs that can't burn. This is for your own concern. I burn images and retinas for all you bitches faking. You couldn't download my multi-disc without penetrating. And I just love the fact that he lays it down. I like his geekier tone of language. I like the intensity in his lyrics. Like, when I read them like this, I'm like, you are fucking fire. When I put it on, it's like, eh, I don't know. I'm going to give this track a 4.35, like I said. I'm okay with it. I do. I, I would recommend this to people. I just don't know that it's my favorite on the album. Okay. Um, what did you give it? Um, I gave it a 4.4 on 5. I, I liked it. I thought uh, their flows were good. It had a nice beat. Um, it was, yeah, good song. All right. And then the next track comes on. And this one, this one fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> it's called The Last Good Sleep. All right. I think part of the reason I had trouble with the last track is it's sandwiched between what I think to be just two really great songs. Um, this song is fucking nuts. Um, I've heard a lot of songs about abuse, right? A lot of people have written on this subject. Yeah. I have never heard a song that made me feel like I was living it or coping with it the way that LP makes me cope with it because this song is like pained memories and the way he like because it's like it's such a stark deviation from the rest of this album and like like oh just so you know I can tell a fucking story but guess what still gonna punch you in the fucking face with every line but it's not gonna feel the same after it. you're gonna be yeah. kind of like you you feel mad by the time this song's done, like mad and like you, you almost want to give LP a hug. Yep, yep. Uh, before I go through it all, and and then you go, well, you've already said everything. <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell us about this one? Well, I mean, yes, yeah, so I'll give you like the the synopsis. Um, this is about his um, stepdad who was just really abusive towards his mother. Um, and this one definitely feels very like real and honest, like right away. Um, you. You kind of know that this is like a true story or something similar that happened. Um, And that this guy nearly killed his mother, in fact. Um, And he feels guilty for not helping his mom and for, you know, I guess not being there or whatever. Um, And an LP is like haunted um, by, by dreams of this guy and like what he's going to do. And that imagines that he's going to continue, um, to pursue him until the day he dies. Um, which is like a little thing that's like featured in the song, the way that that kind of sounded. Um, I mean, honestly, I like this one. It's, it's very well done. Uh, pretty good. Um, an honest and terrible story, unfortunately. Um, I give this a 4.6 on 5. Um, basically, it's like, uh, this song is, it's it's one of those hard ones, right? Because yeah. you listen to this track, and it's not something I feel you can throw on very regularly, because the level of real, yeah. I mean, if you've ever dealt with anything like that at all, like, this, like, like, in the modern era, you would have to put a trigger warning. The events discussed in this track is so fucking real that you're going to relive your own experiences hearing this track. But 
holy shit man just from the beginning at night i cover my ears in tears the man downstairs must have drank too many beers but one day you'll pay and then i'm like this gotta be about like his mom getting beat or something right off the jump and then it doesn't like get there the first verse is kind of vague it starts to describe like the circumstance of how his mom ended up with the guy and the way he like paints the picture like he's trying to empathize with her because there's probably some part that's like well your mom chose this guy right which is a real like if your parents ever date somebody that you're not particularly thrilled with and they're maybe not great to them this is the kind of you know questioning at some point there's the well she chose them part of it um maybe not for everyone but either way doomed to this kid that you feel with anger actions disgust mostly sick must never have satisfaction so it's vague we know something bad's happened and he kind of just flows through and you know questions like dwell the matter i must follow why you proposed only the lonely know swallowed my mother when she was hollow who can blame a woman like her a singular parent one love already dissolved and the solution left polluted so it's like it's like he's almost looking at it like his stepfather preyed on the fact that he found this emotionally broken woman who we find out has two kids and the father busted out and left it so she felt like jilted and in need of love and support and then he shows up and fakes some shit but you know uh i like when he goes knew you were jekyll the stepfather like pointing out like from i met you and i knew you were gonna snap and turn from uh you know into mr hyde guy to like an ass absolute apple next to uh bit my tongue on the issue next to stormy weather and forced tolerance but secretly vexed wish i would have spoken on it but why deny the bliss mom's with a new husband casting needles puncture pleasure puncture pressure so he recognized this guy shady as shit and in that moment he didn't say anything and he let his mom be happy and that's probably where a lot of the source of his guilt comes from in the first place feeling like there's something he could have done which let's be real there's nothing you could have done you would have said some shit and mom would have ignored him and it would have gone down the same way and like unfortunately in these moments people make shitty choices and there's a psychological justification based on a reward mechanism of love and hate that can explain why abuse people stay in those moments and they're attracted to it almost it's actually really weird but i remember the name of the thingy but basically the correlation of the highs and then you have the lows where the bad shit happens and everybody feels so low that when it's reinforced with the next high you create this correlation where you know that the bad shit's going to be followed by the reward so it's almost like classically conditioning yourself into accepting abuse because you know the love making after will be so much more profound and i know how fucked up it sounds but like if you google that shit you'll find somebody way more qualified than me explaining that with more accurate details yep anyway but uh he kind of leaves it vague you're in the family tree come broken nuclear with termites corroded in your veins you know i like that like you came in here but you're gonna fuck up the family tree you're like termites because it's a tree um but the pain couldn't uh, die with a throwing back whiskey sour um so his pain inside he's feeling away he's trying to like escape his own situation but he can't and um basically crushing between rocks for at least an hour crushing moms between rocks for at least an hour so it's like right there he's kind of to me it makes it sound like he's abusing his mom after he gets drunk 
and then that's why uh and then it's yeah. until the day i die so it's not like maybe the moments happen until the day he dies he's trying to really double down on the fact that the memories is something you're gonna have to relive and the truth is you will relive your childhood memories basically until the day you die my childhood was not great and i have flashbacks sometimes that just like stop me you know and so when i hear that's why at night i cover my ears and tears the man you know it's like i'm not trying to say my parents were like that i'm gonna say i had my moments that made me feel certain ways but the man downstairs must have drank too many beers and then he follows it up now every night of my life he beats his wife making sure you're abundantly clear and then in the next verse you know timepiece must have read more early morning at least so i laid death's cousin woken by the sonics of the beast that somewhere deep beneath me a fracture had seized my neck breath was it a flight that marked my end of peace so now it's like uh, so I lay death's cousin because death's cousin is sleep. Sleep is the cousin of death. Yep. Uh, so he went down to sleep. He woke up and it's like he realizes in this moment that it's over. Uh, then he hears his mother cries and it's not absurd. Just routine. I'd learn. Just keep my fucking grill locked and hope the entropy stops the process. Stepfather's got to fight verbally when his liver's soaked and products come in bottles stuck with drunken last nerve up too close. And so it sounds like at first, you know, like he's going through and he's, he keeps his mouth shut and he pretends like he doesn't know what's happening because he hopes it's just going to kind of go away. But it doesn't. And then I can still see the distinction from the other night's lavish wire ceremony sparked again and dry one in comparison to this one. So it's like this time it's getting more intense and it's escalating. Handing crutches to my psyche i was tripping huddling up clutching sis i think i heard a dress ripping i should have reacted to that but i didn't know the extent please you could have caught him in time yeah that's my thoughts occurred to me constantly now i've been digging in my head and i don't know what he wants from me until one of us is dead i suppose um basically this time he wasn't just beating her he was like really fucking her up like to the point where it was, a, I guess, a more intense beating or whatever. And, like, they could, he could tell that this was, like, not normal. Like, he basically almost killed his mother. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of flows on. You get the chorus again. Uh, much more abrupt. I heard the silence erupt. But it was just a touch of love that I heard from above. The common and climate focused me. The dawn was a floozy, barely risen, but still beckoning to me. And so it's like, again, the next day comes around because that situation happened. Uh, the song of the night's events amused me morbidly in a petrified state I wait to deadwood on duty. Just tempers flared, I figured woozily. When I was dead and done, I perished just as fucking happy as they choose to be. And so he's kind of like commenting now that there's the aftermath and he's you know dreading discovering what's going on and almost absolving that this is like what they want this is what she's choosing you know they can't really do anything about it now off to where the wild things dwell for shut-eyed a prospect bored me awoken by the step sounds coming towards me a quick glance at my mother's dark silhouette in the hallway assured me so i sunk with hope that hibernation would cure me so it's i guess he's hiding out and trying to avoid his stepdad because or as i wasn't a thousand percent sure what happened there but you get the sense that he's not trying to hide and dream and almost like escape through it all the ignorance was blissful just a recollection of the gift of innocent times from a merciful deception woke so hazy landscapes to find my world defied my laws mandate patching jugulars with band-aids so it's like he's almost trying to wish and dream and forget but he's when he goes to bed he has to relive this like every single fucking time yep and then 
you know has this the way he like ends the the second and third verse has like this conversational panning effect that goes on where it's like i was young and oblivious he almost killed your mom if i knew i could have done something you'll never see him again but yeah every night i see him and cover my ears in tears as he beats his fucking wife and then it goes in and, and does the chorus again one more time and then he says scott bibbins at the end i don't remember who scott bibbins was I've heard. Mm, yeah i don't think i know who that is oh uh, anyway if you know who that is let me know because i really would i forgot to google it i'll google it in between the next two songs i'll update you if i can figure it out but basically you're just left here having gone through the psychological trauma of lp reliving the experience of his stepdad almost killing his mom yep and shit and then i just think this is a an amazingly brave song like the vivid honesty the 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 parts where he's exposing the inner conflict and his guilt that's the type of shit where i could imagine most people wouldn't be writing about it but a lot of people have lived through moments where you're sitting in your room and you can hear him yelling at her or whatever. You hear something get thrown across the room, you know, like you, you, you don't for, you don't you'll never forget it. Right. So to hear LP like just kind of break it down and, and almost like you're not alone. You heard me and Big Mr. Tough Guy the whole way fucking through the album. But it's almost like this is why I have to be tough to protect her, to protect the others, because I couldn't that one time. And it's like yeah. it almost shows this compensation for his weakness in that moment, led and bred this exterior that we're facing today. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's still like relatively young. So I'm sure that this is something that was um, probably recent in his life. Whereas, you know, if he, he were to talk about it now, he might, you know, have a different perspective on on the situation or i don't know he'll have you know maybe gotten over it a little bit more or doesn't feel so guilty like in, in terms of that i don't know interesting oh apparently the scott guy is the stepfather who did it oh, so he like oh, literally says his name on the track um but yeah no it's like it's crazy i don't know like it just it's like you go through this whole album and you're like already this is pretty next level what are they gonna do to surprise me and then big jess gives us this like deeply philosophical track right before and then lp drops a journal entry that'll bring a tear to any stoic's eye yeah it's a five on five like it's unforgettable like of every song on this album i will never forget this track the most because it le- it leaves such a powerful yeah. imprint in terms of you hear it once and you're already like um, you're you can't, how are you not tearing up like i'm, I'm, I'm anyway What'd you give it? Um, I gave it a 4.6 on 5. That's basically a 5. Bonnie barely gives grades above 4.5 to albums <laughs> she likes. Um, yeah, so there's like one more real song and then one more outro DJ cut thing. Yeah. So let's talk about the next song. and It's okay. It's a little more positive yep. in terms of tone and stuff. Let's talk about Info Kill 2. Okay. There's something about the beat to this song that is triumphant. Like, I feel like victory. Like, you go through this whole album journey where it's aggressive, it's combative. It feels like, it feels almost like you're fighting. 
as you're going through it in terms of the energy you get some deeply emotional shit like at the end of the day the because if you look at it right the last two tracks that we had before this is both of these men showing like almost a level of depth and maturity at a higher to a higher degree than the previous 15 tracks on the album not to say i wasn't mature but like as men less braggadocious more like enlightened almost okay um in terms of just like a maturity point of view my perspective you can all disagree um and then we get to this moment where at least from a musical point of view after that level of emotions it's like it lifts you right back up again because confident flow won they, they're victorious here is what i feel in okay. terms of the emotion of this song and then yeah they do their thing we is right back into what i imagine you are going to go they're gonna talk about how they're the best again yeah because they are freaking amazing <laughs> um let's do it bonnie tell us um honestly like i have no idea what this one was really about like it just had like sort of like this eerie and like weird sort of like feeling to it but it's still like an interesting sound um and you know like you said about them being the best and all of that and um but the first verse seems to be like also sort of about like a post like a apocalyptic world or something like that's going on like, and like it has like so that picture feeling like the, to it the bigger imagery the more sci-fi top level theme of yeah, this album of course. like that's what i mean like it's all like related in like i know that that's like what it's all about um so i think that that's kind of cool like it definitely has like that vibe it's like something it's like like whatever it was that was building up has happened and now we're after like sort of like you know like this is like post-apocalyptic like we're over this this is like the next part um i think well it feels like the end of chapter one but yeah. foreshadowing that it's like we may have won this battle but the war has just begun mm-hmm yeah, um, I mean, people just want that company flow shit, apparently, and like that's what this is about. So um, I give this a four point three on five. Um, I like it. I just think from like again, like how I prefaced it with that like feeling that the beat gives you makes it like you know, like it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Um, and then I do love Big Jess's imagery. I don't feel like I've given enough credit to his imagery because I've been geeking over LP's wordplay. But uh, behold, in a dark universe, chasing shadows into the burning seas, enslaved to a sun pharaoh. That's actually pretty fire, right? So it's like he's painting out this picture into the burning season, you know? Like you picture the heap, a slave to a sun pharaoh because the pharaoh had slaves. Icon holding a diamond encrusted Jesus. So it kind of relates it back to how, um, I guess... I guess rappers do that. Everyone did have diamond crusted Jesuses and shit at one point. Do yeah. people still do that? Do yes, people... of course. I don't know if Jesus is cool like that right now. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, he's... I'm not trying to talk negatively about Jesus because I actually find that annoying when people do that shit. But there was that period of time where it's like I'm rocking a diamond Jesus piece because I got. The... And it just seems like a weird thing to put diamonds on. Like, it seems like that's anti-biblical. Uh, I don't know. Well, if you read the Bible, it's definitely not in the vein of the humility. Well, I don't think you should be wearing a necklace with him on it with diamonds other or otherwise. No, there's an argument to that. Or I guess like the little, like the crucifix, like the one where he's like... That could be argued as idolatry. In fact, one of my biggest issues with Catholic churches is the amount of vain idol worship that, I mean, the crosses and the saints and all this shit, like, it just seems from my understanding of what blasphemy is and idolatry is 
that and then there's the parts of the bible but i think it's more for where, remembering but then there's the parts of the bible where it's like all men are created equal and no man shall be elevated above another man so if that's part of jesus's commandments how the hell are we elevating all these saints like we know better than god that's some fucked up idolatry blasphemy shit in my little opinion so i'm sorry if you're <laughs> catholic and i offended you i just i'm assuming in the comp i'm sorry for the people who might find this clip one day but like <laughs> i actually have a lot of trouble with the idea of going to church and seeing the idols because when you read the book and you hear what the why it's there it's to make sure you're humbly focused on the right shit as in god and you know self-growth and improvement and not vainly worshiping the materialistic things in like vain symbolism okay such as empty crosses and beautiful stained glass art and anyway not what anyone was expecting here but just stuff i think about okay anyway, very good so please stop check and suck my rated 50 are in these war becomes hell still to these guns blaze in a 10-hour shift swings who i hear thoroughly knowing to rip shit grab the rags and towels and swing their cast back see that bomb autopsy report terrorist type attack just feels like he's describing the cataclysmic shit that just happened like he's reporting on it is what it feels like in the, the the rap battle that just went down it's just really great man i feel like he comes through and, and paints that picture um honestly because it says graffiti crazy individual rock steady and alice fury is one of the last lines and i'm like the more i think about it big justice verses in a lot of ways do feel like graffiti murals in the way that he, he spits it and, and i respect that actually like it really yeah. makes me appreciate everything about him a little bit more now that i think about it like that anyway then lp comes through who disperses poisonous crackers with jim jones that's a great line because jim jones was uh one of the dudes that had the suicide calls with the poison yeah. kool-aid yep i think i can't remember which one it is that i think it's the one the... in africa jonestown it wasn't in Africa. It was in South America. Right. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Guatemala. Uh, or no, no. One of those places. It was in like Bolivia or something. It was like in South America. Anyway. Uh, one minute of verses. The beats. The spot zones. I'm going to murder, kill, death, sucky, Diana. bitch, cock. Murder, kill, death, sucky, bitch, cock. And that's your best shot. And I like that because it's almost like symbolizing the simplistic nature of everything that a mainstream rapper is going to say with like those seven words and that's all you really got strictly freudian the way i see another crab fronting and within the in block so it's like another crab in the bucket faking it you know copying the trend but freudian in the base impulses and lower tiered intellect in what they're dropping in their shit basically immature i fucking like that shit i know that I'm totally geeking on LP, but what can I say? When the honky spits that geeky shit, <laughs> it just attracts the honky who likes the geeky shit. Yep. Um, like that dung beetle squirming around in the residue of my math. That's fantastic. Like, just the idea that, like, whatever's left over, what he fucking breaks down is just shit. And even that, uh, the design burn into the support beams that contour it into alert mode. Seemingly gave the whole squad of Hiroshima for preference for using my blueprints as a point of reference because he's so dope that he caused atomic level bombs. It just is great. It goes on through like this for pretty much the rest of it. And I really appreciate it. I feel like these dudes are like ready to go. And again, like it just you're feeling like the battle's just died they're standing victorious they're just spitting their shit at you letting you know what's up and that they're ready to go again when it's coming through 
to the next one and i just think this kind of ends on such a high note it's such a great track to to like finish that up on and it's a 4.7 5 on 5 it isn't quite the 5 on 5 but it's definitely better than the 4.5s yeah and i guess that leads us to the last one and i know you want to announce it so why don't you tell me about it fun crush scratch i'm scratching her for the people in the audio stuff thanks it's really nice i think this is cool because ending on like an instrumental dj scratchy style track Mm -hmm. feels like a deliberate way to almost relate back to the time before the corporate executives fucked up hip-hop we'll say yeah because like if we think back to a lot of those earlier albums that we've covered in like that part there would be a lot of these tracks that ended on some kind of a instrumental almost like come down on or it'll be the shout out outro track and i feel like this just serves its roles it's just like a couple of minutes of an excellently constructed instrumental with some great scratching and whatnot through it yep. and it's just like this reminder of it almost like again it feels like it's calling back to another time but yep. like in a deliberate way like this is how you're supposed to end an album all right that's cool um what'd you get this one i gave it a 4.5 because it was pretty freaking sounding great and then i like just how it ends on the don't touch me there that like little it ties line, back to like the beginning the very beginning yep. when it comes through and just the level of like thought and the detail to give you that experience like basically this whole album was them touching you there and then you know when you're a mainstream little wimpy artist that's your response don't touch me there so it's like it kind of makes you feel like at the beginning they're the gruff aggressive motherfucker you give a bunch of kids who are just being like schooled you know yeah yeah i mean that that's what this is it's just um you know uh some mixing and scratching you know as like the title anticipates um and it's like a you know it's good um i think it's a nice way to end the album i do think it definitely ties back to like an older time um i gave it a four on five fair enough so yeah after uh the almost i guess four hours of talking about this project (laughs) there three and a half uh I'm like, I don't have a lot more to say on this little outro. It's scratching, it's excellent, uh, it's well made, and it's as, it's it's really good compared to the other versions of that I've heard. Yeah. Um, I got an album of 4.644. Uh, this is an, an amazing project that I think it sets a standard for like how dope it could be. Um, I take into account that this is like 96, 97. Yeah. So, I, I mean, think it came out July 1996. So, 1996. I saw somewhere where it came out. Somewhere, whatever. I'm just being safe here. And, like, it basically, it, the beats sound so timeless to me. Like, you could have put this album on today. Yeah. Told me it came out today. And outside of some of those dated bars where, like, you might, like, nobody's making Hoffa bars no more. <laughs> but, like, outside of that, it really is just great the concepts are powerful the level of creativity in in how they rap and how they adhere to like the core tenets of like what a dope verse can sound like it's like they listen to all the old shit where it was either creative storytelling or great bars and then they just said nah man we're gonna fucking come through like we battle rappers taking on the whole industry and drop in like what i would say pretty fucking top quality stuff like when i think about the mainstream side yeah there's a lot of great bars but like like i don't know this is hitting me and like as an english a person who like loves english the way i do this is one of my favorite projects i i've heard 
like i heard it like what 10 times before we did the review and i'm absolutely coming back to this project um maybe you do have to be a little bit of a language geek to appreciate it and you also probably are not gonna like this if you're a pop fan who has no exposure to underground hip-hop because this shit's anti-pop in a way where like yeah you really have to appreciate the energies and like the more punk elements of what they're doing here the more purest form what i think what they've done here is makes everything i feel about the weak nature of underground fast rappers hating on mainstream shit and validates it because i'm like yo if these two guys could drop this shit way back then before google and we all have google now yep we can make better bars if we wanted to because we have better access to information learning and knowledge everyone can it's not like as gated as it used to be so i'm just sitting here going this is extra impressive because of when it came out and it's absolutely a classic and it's absolutely in my top albums list when one day i make that list and Hmm. figure out what i really like or not but this how could it not (laughs) like how like it's just so amazing all right well that's very cool um i gave this at 4.06 on five so an 81 percent so um i mean i suppose it is a classic it definitely you know it did its part in advancing um you know hip-hop and like you know i like that it also touched on the graffiti side of things like that's part of hip-hop and you know especially them being from new york um i like that all that kind of ties together i appreciate that um you know the mixing everything and um it's fun it's it's an interesting album it's definitely um acoustically interesting uh, to listen to um <laughs> like it, it plays with like uh you know your your sense of sound so um or your sense of hearing i guess but um yeah i mean that's it, it, it it's cool um i like lp older so far she likes run the jewels better than she likes company flow that's what she's trying to say yeah because they don't they're not the same they no, might tap into the, the same thing i know i know but run the jewels is is a little glossier a little, but, little you shinier. know what can i say i'm a basic bitch it's fair run the jewels is dope she got that dick in her mouth all day <laughs> um yep that's what i like i'm not hating it um <laughs> thank y'all for watching totally appreciate y'all being here with us uh let us know what you think run the jewels company flow which do you prefer mm-hmm. um in general let us know what you think of this album i know we already got a cool comment where somebody was expressing on another video just their joy of buying this on vinyl and how powerful it is and how hard hitting this cool. album is and so i look forward to just hearing your experiences with it because as a person who discovered it like a, a, a couple of weeks ago uh my experiences were well you just saw me talk and gush over it but <laughs> But if y'all have really taken the time to like memorize it and like really think about it, like y'all probably have a way deeper appreciation than I do. So I look forward to seeing what y'all want to say. Um, like the video if you did, dislike it if you didn't, subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Yep. And special thanks to the patrons is Milka Dempsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane Lindo, Williams, Coney Sparks, and Scribble. I like the way you said it. <laughs> I can't roll my R's like that. So they helped us get a new camera, helped us get on Spotify, which costs money, helped us with lots and lots of stuff over time that will help us i suppose um i also got to tell us what albums to review so the next classic quest is going to be a dj black hurricane request as we talk about a beastie boys project it's going to be real fun yep and uh, we're late so we're going to get it done as soon as we can but had to get through company flow 
I just had to do it. This was a holding request. Um, anyway, so we appreciate y'all. It's really amazing. And if you want to join that club and have me say your name all the time, you can do that too. <laughs> uh, I make music myself. I got a project I'm working on. I released an album in October and then, you know, life just moves on. I'm currently trying to network with my city by interviewing everyone as a way to get some plugs along the way because it's who you know, right? So if you interview everyone, whoops, uh, that's a good move. Just giving you some advice, people, if you build yourself a platform. Um, so thank y'all for being here. We look forward to another amazing year with y'all learning about music and trying out new content and testing. And who knows, maybe maybe we, we turn into foodies and you just watch us cook. And that's behind that suit is next <laughs> you year. You can cook, sure. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. We're going to do album reviews. <laughs> Live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, Although, guys. Cooking would be fun. See you soon. Prosper. Thank you.